0: Hello, everybody. Good evening, and welcome back to another. Welcome along to another, I should say, Italian football podcast brought to you by total dot com. I'm here, Connor Clancy. I'm joined by just one person this week. It's a little bit of a lonely podcast. Kev Pugzelski, You're here to keep me company. Thank you very much. How are you? Well, I'm sometimes more
2: than one person with my sort of split <laughs> personality. So um, same. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I reckon we'll get, well, we can we can do a fine job
0: on our own, I think for I was the... expecting you to say that you talk enough for three Which is very well, much the case know. But it's just us, because we, we're having to record on Monday night That is the fault of mine um, But that means that Vito Doria can never join us And Ewan Burns is basically lazy And uh, Despite hmm. having had a week off a long week off which which took in the last two weekends of the Serie A season he's also claiming he's too tired to do this the, the day after he's back from his holidays Kev can I just get your thoughts on that before we move on to talk about the weekend's football well so, some of us do it
2: while they're on holiday phone uh, you in the middle of the night and do it when we're stuck on holiday yep. in Milan Um You know, his poor form on the young man's. Yeah, he should have
0: more energy. He's the youngest of all of us. I agree. Um, I agree. And I had some unfortunate circumstances last week, and I still did the podcast, didn't I, From, from back home in Ireland. And then guess what he left me to do for the women's football podcast, Kev? He messaged me the day of it, saying that he wasn't going to be able to do it. So I sat out in my garden, back home, and did a podcast on my own for 10 minutes, speaking to the camera. So speaking to the camera, speaking to the microphone. So that's the kind of fellow we're dealing with here.
2: Yeah, you could have got me along for the women's one, but it probably would have just taken longer and been... Yeah, because I, I would have had to explain a lot of things here that I don't have time Absolutely.
0: to explain, and the listeners don't need explained to them. But there's scope for that with the Women's World Cup coming up, because there will be new eyes on the Italian women's national team, so we'll draft you in again like we did last year for the Euros. Um, but, Kev, the Serie A season has finished, well... No, it hasn't because <laughs> there's a whole new thing happening this year. But anyway, match day 38, all of the focus really was on the Europa League places, but mostly the final place in the relegation zone. And there were a lot of irrelevant games. One of them saw Fiorentina win 3 1 away at Sassuolo on Friday night. Inter beat Torino 1 0. Cremonese beat Salernitana 2 0. Lazio beat Empoli 2-0. Napoli beat Samp by that same scoreline. It's a familiar one this weekend. Atalanta had fun. They beat Monza 5-2 in what was a real party in Bergamo. Robin Gosens, Remo Freuler and Ruslan Malinowski all back at the Gevis Stadium for that one. And Remo Freuler in particular got a really nice welcome from the the fans. Juventus beat Udinese 1-0. Bologna beat Lecce 3-2. But then here are the games that mattered. Um, Milan beat Verona 3-1. And that looked like it was going to keep Spezia up. Because until stoppage time, Spezia were drawing 1-1 in the capital at Roma. But a late Paladubala penalty meant that both Verona and Spezia finished the season on 31 points. And there's only two positions in the league table. Those being 17th and 1st where head-to-head cannot be used to settle the, the tie-break. So we're going to have to have a playoff. The season's not finished, Kev. They've brought this rule back in this year, um, after 20 years away. And I've got to be honest, part of me before the weekend thought, would quite like the playoff, but I'm tired and I'm not happy that it's happened. But it, it came about in dramatic fashion. And you... We're having to follow both of those games at the same time while I ate a pizza in Salerno.
2: Yeah, it was it was very frustrating, and I think I was more pro playoff until I had to sort of <laughs> sit through these two games, and um, sort of Stace was sort of watching me uh, fidget in my seat. I think I, I ended up having to take a T-shirt off because I was. <laughs> Sweating, she's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, oh, oh no! Now they've scored. I'm like, "Oh wait, wait there!" I'm, I'm not, I'm, uh, yeah. Because what happened? So we had Milan took an, a, a, a lead just at half time through a through a penalty, which was was a penalty, and and then um, at the same time Roma equalised after Spezia had taken the lead, and and then nothing really happened until sort of the 65th minute because I commented to you uh, on, our, on our chat that I was going to then go all in with how it. Uh, was currently sitting, and that was Verona going down by Spezia staying up uh, with a point. And actually, that again looked fine because uh, although, uh, well, actually, no, you yeah, know, because actually that's where it changed. So then Verona equalised with a lobbed ball to the back post on 71 minutes, um, and I started writing about a playoff. Um, as you do, you sort of leaving the, the other draft to one side. And then Rafael popped up as he has done for Milan this year to show why he's their probably their most saleable asset, uh, although he's just signed a new contract and uh and, and scored two kind of quick fire solo goals and 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 then Spezia are back into staying up by a point. And then I, I, I just don't think I've actually seen the foul that conceded the penalty. Because I was then trying to change the games onto different, you know, one from the TV onto the onto the tablet, and just saw Paulo debarled. That's dangerous convert.
0: to be doing at that point in the game, trying to change things over.
2: Wow, well, well, it was it already started badly because I was trying to work out why they weren't showing Roma, and it was because they were still showing the Napoli celebrations on BT Sport, but. Um, I had I had Twitter running in the background, so I was actually getting updates from that slightly quicker than what I was seeing them on t- on the TV and uh, and on the the tablet. But um, yeah, in the end, it was just it was just crazy. You probably could have as- assumed at the start of the game um, if it had been anything riding on it for for Milan, certainly that both teams would lose and that we would get this playoff, and that's how it turned out in the end. But actually, it wasn't as straightforward as as some people would have probably expected, um, because obviously Roma, Roma really need that win as well, because they wanted to
0: secure uh, a Europa League place. They came into this game level on points. Obviously they finished it on level points. They both lost on the final weekend. And I did think it was going to happen, but I actually thought both of them were going to win because Milan have nothing to play for. They were very much all eyes on Ibra, who we'll get to, I'm sure. Um, and Roma obviously had suffered the heartbreak of the Europa League final loss in midweek. So I, I really did expect the two relegation teams to the two relegation battling teams to to pick up all points, but they didn't.
2: Yeah, see, I I didn't. And I was I was had a little little more of my um view on the Milan game. And the problem as I put in my uh my sort of summary for Total in Italian football was that Verona have lost so much of the kind of the attacking talent that. Oh, here we go. To, uh... Everybody, he's <laughs> about to say <laughs> that. Well, now, I will now that you've, uh, you've, you've sort of uh, suggested that I'm going to. Giovanni uh, Simeone, uh... right?
0: That's where you're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, you know, yeah, this, this is the thing. On, this, on the same night, Giovanni Simeone had just yeah. scored a goal and, and he was picking up a, a Toyota winners' medal. They, they lost Antonin Barak. They lost Caprari, who again had a, had a real solid season with Monza, but but considering Milan were really subdued uh, last night, they just showed they just showed nothing, and I, I can understand from a from a certain perspective that even when they went one 0 down, it's kind of like they would have come into the second half knowing that Spezia were drawing, mm. so actually they didn't need to go sort of kitchen sink, but they didn't actually have kitchen sink to throw at, throw at <laughs> Milan and they haven't had it for all see, all the season and that's that's where I think you know if I'm if I'm going to make a prediction not that you've asked me to uh, for the playoff is that again actually this was in my got kind of summary when you look at Enzola's uh, sort of 16 goals which I think of of one sort of 13 points for Spezia this yeah. year he didn't score in Rome but that I think he's going to be the difference maker in that game if Verona can't find something at the other end because like uh Simone Verde is their top scorer with five goals oh wow with five yeah exactly and then next is Lazovic with four it's and, and then you're sort of talking sort of i think only a couple of players have got into like
0: double not double figures is it but, you know yeah. scored more than once is the i looking <laughs> yeah. for um Well Nzola did enough it looks like he's very much on Roma's radar now, and it it seems to be the case that there are talks going on between Spezia Roma and him about a move this summer, which would be an interesting one because I do think he's he needs to take that step up, but maybe that's too much of a step at once. But you don't know, we're not here to talk about that anyway, are we? I I do want to just ask Kev because I'm not entirely happy about this playoff existing and and it's not just because I'm tired of the season continuing for what feels like forever but Serie A has head-to-head as its tiebreaker in place and Spezia have the head-to-head over Verona if Spezia now go down on penalties they're well within the rights to be absolutely fuming aren't they
2: they also have goal difference don't they Which is also a common measure in most European. Yeah, well, when
0: head to head is even, it goes to goal difference. Verona actually have a better goal difference by three. Verona on minus twenty eight, Spezia on minus thirty one. I knew it was close. I thought it flipped last night with Verona losing by two
2: goals to to Milan. But um, yeah, you. It's one of those that I don't know if the if the league will have communicated the rule change to sides. Um, at the start of the Do you season, reckon, well, they
0: they would have had to, right? But
2: yeah, I think... yeah, you'd think so. They probably issue, a, you know, a guidebook or yeah. whatever, and and it, and it's probably a rule that somebody's not even realised has changed from the previous season. But also, it's it, it's so unlikely that you kind of don't, yeah, don't think that it's going to happen. You know, thirty-one points really. You would think if 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 A side is is finishing on thirty-one points, then they've gone down, and there are others, you know, above them
0: mm.
2: with, with a bigger margin because. If it feels you know again somebody can tell us otherwise it feels like 31 points is really really low you know I'm, I'm thinking of a playoff and you've got two sides finishing on sort of 36 37 um, because you know this is sort of kind of mythical 40 points to stay up in most sort of 20 team leagues and and, and 31 just feels but then this is this is because you know the if you look at um, competitive uh, balance, um, measures where they sort of take the the league leaders points and the bottom sides points and then you sort of you average a difference it uh, gives you your competitive balance Sampa have had such a terrible season but napoli have absolutely stormed the other end of the the table and actually even with when you look at milan milan juventus and inter have got the biggest the biggest difference between the points they won at home and away this year mm. Which I think again, sort of, is an indication of where, where they've been so poor, because we don't, we maybe haven't had that sort of real everything under Napoli and above Sampdora. It's it's been
0: relatively close. Mm. I did just want to jump in and say Salernitana last season stayed up at thirty one, but the year before that, Benevento went down with thirty five, I think, and then Genoa went down the, or Genoa stayed up. Sorry, Lecce went down the year before that with thirty five as well. So it it is a low tally. But well, I don't know. I don't know, Kev. I just, we've got the playoff. We should say, I as far as I'm aware, we're recording this on Monday night. We still don't know where it is, but we know it's on Sunday, the 11th, and it's a quarter to nine Central European summertime kickoff, which means quarter to eight for people in the UK and Ireland, and then for people in the in the US on the East Coast, that's quarter to three. Yes.
2: When and when's our? Cause I'm sure i I'm sure I've set up a reminder. Oh, no, I can't. That's, this is why I set up a reminder because when's the Serie B uh, promotion? <laughs> well,
0: you've asked me that, that when that I've knocked my Friday... tab open,
2: abruptly. But Is that Friday it, night?
0: Two legs to it. Two legs, remember. I'm scrambling to find this right now. And my internet's acting up, which is great. So we've got Thursday and Sunday. Oh, what? Th- right, that's again. Because this is what I was it's thinking. At I was the thinking, same don't, time with we... the second leg of the Serie B promotion playoff?
2: I did think we'd have a scenario where we would know who has replaced who uh, when we next record, whenever that is going
0: to be. Yeah, we, we will. We'll, we'll, we'll have to record Sunday night or Monday night next week. But anyway, the, the Serie B promotion playoff is, is a two-legged final now between Cagliari and Bari. And listeners, I hope you will all join me in, in, in wishing that Bari come up. Because we've had Cagliari. Bari's just we need it, and I'm quite tempted to move there, Kev, if they do come up, so we might. Yeah, well, either way, I think I'm going to one of those stadiums. Yeah, fair point, very fair point. I uh, There was a there was a point last year where you couldn't keep me away from Barry. Rome has taken its place this year, but I, I very much want the Pugliese side to come up there because, look, Cali is tricky to get to, and... Their fans do a lot of racism, so um, I'd be quite happy to not have them back up. But anyway, we need to we need to talk about other things, don't we? Zlatan Ibrahimovic is gone. Um, he didn't get to properly say farewell on the pitch because he's barely played this season, but he was given a nice goodbye. And before we start piling into him, Kev, because there's a lot to to poke fun at. And, and all of that when it comes to Zlatan and what he's become i think it's only right to recognise the phenomenal career that that man has had
2: yeah absolutely i, I was a i was a huge huge too. ibrahimovic fan until his his latter years and um maybe it coincided with the growth of social media as you saw more of the more of just the unnecessary I don't no self promotion of yeah, you know, ridiculous kind of self-motion. A, fa- a famous betting site in the um, UK and Ireland put out a tweet yesterday yeah. saying that he was trying to spend more time calling himself a lion on Instagram, and, and I think it was it was some of that really that um, I, yeah I, I, it doesn't sour his career or it doesn't make his you know any less in his career, but it just it got a bit annoying, got a bit tedious mm. uh, at times more than anything else. Um, he obviously also played for Manchester United, which uh, you know. Then I can no longer like uh, <laughs> any any of my former uh, sort of uh, the hero would have been a strong word. He, he did have um, some good
0: lines. I am trying to keep it positive to start with, and you've just immediately turned it. But <laughs> even even as he bowed out at the San Siro last night, there was a great moment where he took the microphone and he started speaking, and the Verona's the Verona fans who were still there started whistling, and he just like. He cuts himself off mid sentence. He goes, "Yeah, whistle, whistle. This is the highlight of your year." And to be fair, he's right, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll see in uh, what uh,
2: six days' time. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, he, he he was he was good at that. And I think there was a there was there was arguably a, it was the middle part of his career that you know you, you know, are probably most enjoyed even though a small part of me enjoys when he was sort of the petulant yeah younger Ibrahimovic because part of that is just youth you know you are learning how to you know behave and you know some of it comes with just absurd talent that he had and you know we've we've jested about a, a former inter teammate who's still playing in Syria, who is Talented, but not as talented to be able to back up yeah. some of the shenanigans that Ibrahimovic yeah. gets away from, uh, gets away with. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been a wonderful career. I think now uh, it is forty one, isn't it? It it feels like he said he's retiring. You know, we, we we've spoken about potentially a, a final season at Monza, but really, how many minutes would he play? And even going to Miami, I think that that would be, I think it'd actually be a bad move for MLS. Mm. Because they're, they're getting players at the end of their career, and actually he's he's had his spell in MLS. He did he did he did quite a lot actually for getting a few more fans through the gates at LA Galaxy, and it kind of they are they're kind of that Galacticos, you know American version. They buy stars, and well, the the previous Galactico era where they never won anything really was was what they did, and and he kind of fit fit the bill for that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm like you, uh I think I will remember Ibrahimovic more fondly than not. I, I did grow a little bit tired of him in the last couple of years, but throughout most of his career, I I really enjoyed him both as a player and the character as well. I did quite enjoy the pantomime villain element of it.
2: The one thing, the one thing that I just can't quite get my head around is the whole. I know he's ending his career at Milan, but why? Consider, I know. I suppose his his Juventus spell was broken up by Calcio into... I thought he was phenomenal. You know, was probably when I sort of really mm. grew to love what he was doing. And he had, a, he, had a, he had a relatively short, you know, if you think about minutes on the pitch in games, he's had a relatively short career at Milan. Yet it, it, there's, it feels like there's a being too much made of Milan being his club because it feels almost that he's been, he's been Italian football's player more than yeah, just Milan. I
0: agree with that. I think there's the element though, isn't there, that he left Inter to go to Barcelona and that just didn't work for him. And, he needed a savior to to take him away from that environment and and Milan was that he, when he left Milan originally he didn't want to remember him and Thiago Silva Seydorf. basically everyone was booted out that same summer and i think after that there was always a feeling of of what if for Ebra at Milan and then when he came back i was at, i was at his first game back Remember, i just got back to Italy after Christmas. I don't think I'd even returned down to Parma. I went to the San Siro and he came on against Sampdoria. And Milan were rubbish. Bear in mind, two weeks earlier, Milan had lost 5-0 to Atalanta. And the whole place, I mean, I think it was a near sellout. And it hadn't been for quite a long time before. And by when I say quite a long time, I mean uh, about a decade before that. And he just lifted the place. And... Milan suddenly looked like they were going to win, and he had a half chance. And the way he transformed that team from from being the laughing stock of Italy to going on to win the league, like I don't think we can we can overstate just how big a role he played, even if he didn't play as much as he would have liked in that title winning season.
2: Yeah, yeah, I suppose I. So. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> there we go.
0: I, that's that done. Although the God buy thing was shit. And I tweeted, oh, fuck off. And I stand by that sentiment. Oh, here's one for you. Um you see that they presented him with the kit in the in the frame? But they presented him with the current, so the, the kit that they wore the other night, which is next season's kit. So they presented him with a kit that he's never going to have worn for Milan as a ceremonial thing. And that I didn't like that. I well, that, that's a bit of a pet hate for me
2: when you see people walking around in current shirts with former players' names mm. on the back. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. Well, we've just had Roberto Firmino leave Liverpool, and I thought, oh, yeah, he's he's playing in next season's shirt that he's never going to score a goal in. And of course, then he did go and score uh, on the final two weekends, so it was fine. I sort of. I, I made piece of it, but Ibrahimovic is a slightly different
0: At um, the, scenario. If, if, if we can stick around that part of the table, Atalanta finished fifth with their 5-2 win over Monza. Yes, I am smiling. Roma will join them in the Europa League with Juventus taking the Conference League place with a big fat asterisk beside that because we need to see if UEFA will allow them in. And if not, it'll go to Fiorentina. So, Atalanta and Roma Europa League. Atalanta are back in Europe, Kev. Uh yeah, for some reason because they made a bit of a thing about we had
2: they had t-shirts in at the end of the game or it was you do your lap of appreciation um for the fans. And like they, they had sort of back in Europe shirts. It, 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 that forced me to check when they were last in Europe. <laughs> yeah. And actually they've only been out I thought yeah, I thought what what? They've been away for, I mean, they've only been out away for 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 one year. Um it you know we were we were thinking they might have snuck in slightly higher, but I think you know we discussed probably in the last pod or it might be the one before with are about you know this is a good achievement for Atalanta kind of with their current standing in uh, in Italian football uh, and you know Miners looks like they've got a player there. Um, I'm kind of now semi hoping that uh, Atalanta draw Liverpool. So I no not again. The, well, wow, yeah, but it was it was behind closed doors last time, True. so I never got to go and uh, sort of experience Liverpool at the uh, the, the, uh, the, the 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 stadium Atalanta because I don't want to be able, I don't want to try and pronounce that <laughs> that's that strange name. But um, I, I I I have a question: whether you think Miners meant his
0: father. No, he didn't. Goal. He absolutely didn't. There's not a chance that he meant it, right? And yeah, that's what I thought. If, Good. I'm glad. If he'd done that in October, I might have thought, yeah probably he's not been very good for about six months and if you watch there are two angles where you can see him look towards the box and there's one in particular where you see his face change when he realizes first oh it's not gone where I've wanted to do oh but look where it is going there's not a chance he meant it I thought that I thought he'd entirely
2: sliced it and like you say when he lifts his head up from where he's Because he almost almost wants to keep his head down to look at, you know, try and blame the turf for him sort of just slicing it ever so slightly to the left. Because I think he was not quite crossfield but he was aiming for that far side of the penalty box. But um,
0: yeah, another good season for Atalanta. Yeah, uh, I think it's important to to really drive this home, though, because a lot of people are basically people who support the traditional big clubs seem to be confusing Atalanta and, and what Atalanta are. Because... A lot of people are talking like every time Atalanta don't win for like three or four games, it's suddenly a crisis because people apply big club standards to them. And it's really, really important to remember that Atalanta are a provincial club who are punching above their weight and have been since Gasparini went in. And look at the squad this season. It's been so threadbare. And then they've had injuries upon injuries upon injuries. I think for Gasparini to finish fifth, this season, that is right up there with the best seasons he's had with Atalanta. The year where they they went and almost won the title, that's in a different ballpark. And his first season where they finished, was it fourth or third? I can't remember. That's in a different one. But this season, the result rather than the process is right up there just behind those two for me.
2: And if you ignore... Napoli, you know, they finished 10 points behind Lazio, who yeah. were second. You know, Napoli's a real outlier this year with sort of the standings because they just blew everybody away Well they lost. They lost, they lose once or they dropped a point like once in the first half of the season, Napoli. But
0: yeah, it's a phenomenal achievement. It does look funny now when you look at the table and see that Napoli lost four times overall because I feel like they went so long unbeaten. In my head, they've only lost twice all season. It's, it's an odd one, but there we go. Atalanta back in Europe. Roma joined them. Roma, I think, will be more disappointed on Atalanta to, to be in the Europa League. For Atalanta, it's a celebration. For Roma, it's a bit of a... We kind of wanted the Champions League.
2: Well, particularly with what happened um, last Wednesday in the Europa League final...
0: I've, because... just, I've just realised, we're kind of getting into the season review territory here, aren't we? And yeah. we do have a season review pod to come next week. So we don't necessarily need to go into that all that much. But just give us a couple of thoughts.
2: Well, just because they, they kind of threw away. Again, I'm trying to look for a better phrase. But they gave up, probably rather than threw away. They gave up on the league once they once they had a serious shot at getting to the Europa League final. And that was their... You know Marie it was very, very clear with a couple of team selections. I know they had injuries, but the last couple of weeks they gave up on the league um and you know really, it was kind of last gasp that they got three points this weekend, but they've only got themselves to blame that they decided to 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 eventually sort of look at one competition as their route into the top, oh sorry yeah the, no, I suppose
0: the premier competition.
2: Continentally,
0: it is the top continental competition. I, I don't think you'll get any backlash for saying that.
2: It's because I'm always looking for various different ways to describe it in my pieces so you don't keep saying Champions League. Yeah. It's, it's been Europe's top table, it's been Premier, Europe's <laughs> Premier <continental> Club compet- <laughs>
0: competitions. A safe one, isn't it? It's nice, yeah. Um, but yeah, I take your point. Other than that, there wasn't really that much of note in Serie A this weekend, was there? Am I missing something obvious? But well, we
2: you know where the, the where the title was celebrated. Yeah, um, we had we had
0: Qualiarella. The right, party. you're absolutely um, right to bring that up. Well done, because that that was going to slip my mind completely. Go.
2: And there was a, there was a really there was a really good tweet. I think it was by Mina. I'm not going to be able to pronounce Rizuki. the surname. Rizuki. Um, and I think it was along the lines of uh, Napoli was the club that Qualiore always wanted and he couldn't enjoy it, you know, the time he was there. Obviously, the much publicised mm. issue with the stalker and everything. And that his sort of, as he, he went out, he was very emotional before the game. Um, the Napoli Ultras kind of gave him a little send-off and I think mean, they gave him a little gift. I couldn't see what it was. Um and I was I was quite surprised actually that well actually I suppose it wasn't the, the, the season was over for both clubs but that he came out and started the game it felt like the emotion might have just got the better of him and sometimes I think maybe I wouldn't but I know plenty of people that would probably want to maybe just probably come on for the last ten minutes because. They'd find just, you know, you're almost letting your teammates down because I think you're overruled by the the whole sort of ceremony of your sort of last game and stuff. But he's been a a fantastic player to watch uh, in, in Italian football, even if he hasn't. Again, it feels a bit like uh, Ibrahimovic where... Where he's ended up finishing Sampdoria feels like his club. But yeah. I've got, I've got, you know, maybe I'm a bit older than, than, wow, well, I'm a lot older than some younger Serie A fans. So Hello. I've got memories of him. You know, I've got memories of him even at Juventus yeah. and places. So it's, again, he's, he's more age. But you, I think you do get a lot of these journeyman figures in Italian football because Italian football. Uh, arguably, unlike a lot of the the major European leagues, lots of players sort of seem to transfer between the, the bigger clubs. Um, so he has spent a lot of time in
0: very different 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 parts of the Italian uh, sort of team, uh, football system. I'm going to miss him so much, so much. I know it became a bit of a joke on the podcast the season before last, wasn't it? When when he was banging in goals left, right, and centre, and then it carried over into last season where we had a couple of bets, but. In terms of individual players, so I think Atalanta were the team that he scored the second most goals against. So I used to hate when he played against Atalanta because he'd always score. And so often, as was so often the case with his goals, they were belters, like absolutely breathtaking things that you don't even know how he's thought to do them, Never mind actually execute them. But in terms of individual players that have been about Serie A, in, in the time that i've been following it there aren't as ma- there aren't many that i hold in in that same esteem as as Cuyarela. and it is i'm just watching the videos now of him in tears on the pitch during the warm up and i'm so so pleased that the fixtures fell this way that if it is to be his last game if if he is retiring now like for sure that that it was at napoli and The reception he was given not only by the the Stadio Maradona but by Napoli's famed stadium announcer uh, Decibel Bellini isn't it because when he came off he he got the full treatment as if he were still a Napoli player and like the whole the the, whole match stopped.
2: But the Napoli players also sort of uh, Osman got off the bench and he went over and Again, you know, it's like I suppose you're getting that coming off rather than just before you go on. Because if he'd gone on for the last 15 minutes and had all those players wanting to shake his hand and the guard him on honor, again, they're things that oh, I, 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 mean, I sort of look down upon ever so slightly. Could but it, you know, these are people that have got like 20 year careers. They're not, you know, they're not the average sort of 15 year career. There's and...
0: real authenticity to this, isn't there? Do you remember when John Terry played his last game? and he got subbed off in the 26th minute because 26 was his number and then didn't he get like a guard of honor from the Chelsea players as he walked off the pitch like that was shambolic and that's the pinnacle of the worst thing that can happen yeah whereas qualerello was just it was genuine emotion everybody genuinely just wanted to express their appreciation for for him and his career like i'm so sad that he's probably gone now is it it's not official that he's retired yet, is it?
2: No, and there was there was. Um, I think it must be on the BT Sport commentary that they said that he had offered his services if they needed it next season. And I I I, I, I suspect, and again with missing veto, but with obviously the, the the financial issues around the club, you could see him doing something like did um, Maldini Maldini players last year for Milan, sort of salary-free and when you're going to when you're going to get little probably output on the pitch uh from him well, maldini actually might have donated it to charity but anyway big news as we're recording is.
0: this kev um mm. ac and Milan director paolo maldini will leave the club with immediate effect this is from fabrizio romano it's after a tense meeting with chairman jerry Cardinale today monday And co-director Ricky Massara is also said to leave Milan. You're laughing. You know he's taking over his role, don't you? (laughs) Who's that? It's no longer (laughs) Godfather's Letterhead. Wow. That is remarkable, if true. I don't really know how to react to that. I I need a bit of time to process that. But that's not good for Milan, is it?
2: no because you think some of what they've done right in the last few years um has been attributed to Maldini and he seems to be a positive influence on the club as you can probably imagine he would be after all the years he he spent there but um yeah i suppose one to one to wait and
0: see what the outcome is and whether it yes is true yes um anyway i i was a bit off the pace this weekend because a lot of the matches were played on Sunday, and, and I was down in Salerno for the, the Coppa Italia Femminile final. Roma could have done a treble, domestic treble that is, but you've had to stop them with it. Oh, God, this was actually painful to watch because Roma wizard Manuelo Giuliano, who became this season the first Roma player wearing the number 10 to play at the Olimpico since Francesco Totti. When, when Roma played there in the Women's Champions League against Barcelona, she missed a glaring chance with her head. And I, I don't think I've ever seen her head a ball before this chance. It's probably what she missed. Yeah, it. and then Juve went, I'm not sure about the time, but it felt like Juve went straight down the other end and Barbara bonanza scored a header at the back post in the 93rd minute with, with five added on. To, to win the, the cup, showing that Juventus, they were severely behind Roma in the Serie A title race, but still life in the old lady yet, and they're going to come back fighting next season. Um, Total-ItalianFootball.com for my report from, what's the name of the stadium, the Stadio Recchi, that I was at for that one, and then Ewan and I will be doing the Women's Football Podcast, which will be available on patreon.com slash Football. You can get that and other things for just €2 euro a month. And while we're on this, um, after we do the season review podcast next week, we will be taking a break for the summer from free things. There will be things going out both on patreon.com slash Football, but also... On the Italian Football Newsletter, which we have taken off Chloe Beresford's very capable hands. And we will be really stepping that up now in the off-season. And carrying it into next season and long beyond. So, you can sign up to either of those things. And keep in touch with us throughout the summer. But don't fear, because we will be back with the, the review pod next weekend. Kevin, do you have any final thoughts?
2: No, I think we've got through it, just the two of us. All right,
0: well, hopefully Burnsy decides that a two-week holiday is enough and he returns to join us next week. And hopefully Vito Doria can also join us and we won't be alone. And Kev, hopefully you'll also be here next week. But until then, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody.